It's a bird, it's a plane Flying high, I emerge through the flames Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back Melanin, activate the name of Super Black In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane Flying high, I emerge through the flames Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back Melanin, activate the name of Super Black uh, Imagine that, a future that's super black 
Long as your skin brown, your superpowers intact. What would your powers be? Just hope it ain't super whack. Spatial manipulation, create a portal that's black. Maybe just super speed, time travel to run it back. Or cheat manipulation to keep my spirit intact. As I encounter evils the world face, demons the world makes. I needed the world to stay. Rest in peace to Chadwick, they killed all the Black Panthers. Told us white lies, I still marvel at black answers. Suits in DC, pray it lead to a civil war. It ain't no Justice League, what's the need to be civil for? Propelled like the juggernaut, it's clear ain't no stopping this. The world in grave danger, who can stop the apocalypse? They killed all the heroes, the new ones don't really care. But if you need me, put your fist up in the air. Yeah, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin activate, the name is Super Black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin activate, the name is Super Black. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blurred's Eye View. I'm your host, Chris Fury, the man on the wall. And guess what, everybody? Well, if you were late to the party, no need to worry because we got a new affiliate. A Taco Noir is in the building. We are a new affiliate for a Taco Noir. Hold on, let's give it up for a Taco Noir. They're our favorite blind blurred box company. Blurred on, blurred creative, blurred centric. Go check it out. And if you go to a tacoNoir.com, and go to and as you're checking out, hit Blurred's Eye View. You get a discount off whatever your purchase is. But please go check out a Taco Noir with your latest Blurred Creative gift box. They have different themes every month, and their latest theme is actually, I think, believe a horror theme that's coming up. So you need to go check that out. Uh, I have been blessed myself to have a Blurred box, and I have gotten every bit of use out of this thing, including the calendar for the year, which. Uh, has uh, several of our notable uh, blur cosplayers in this thing. So, but without any further ado, let's get the team in here. Let's go on. Lady Mandalore is in the building. What's going on, Lady Mandalore? Oh well, hello. Uh, I'm just I'm just popping bottles just to celebrate our new affiliation with our <laughs> lovely. There we go. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> A nice top off, top of the morning to you, my dear. Oh, am I chopping? Are you wait? Am maybe I? just a little bit. Let's this. We go fix this real quick. Hold. Yeah. Oh, well, we in the meantime, while you take care of that, I'm gonna bring the squad in. Uh, the cinematic assassin is back with a hat. Ah, uh, back <laughs> with the hat. <laughs> he feels more ball cat whole. bully. You know what I mean, <laughs> he is whole again. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing, man. Coming off this uh 10 hour drive, accidentally just took some melatonin. So, uh it's gonna yeah. be a fun one. <laughs> it's <good>. uh, see, <laughs> if you drink wine, you could pace yourself. That you can't control. You can't. You got no control. Oh my god! Uh, also, we have in our graces the Black Spartan. What's going on, young have... William? Wine on the left, melatonin on the right. <laughs> This is going to be a fun night. That's all I'm going to say. When is it never a fun night? <laughs> oh, this shows up better. Wait a minute. Hold on. All right. There we go. So it, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a vibe when we all get together. So, you know, there's no telling with that one. 
We have a special guest tonight. Erin Brown is in the building. How you doing, Erin? She is a speculative fiction writer and horror film or horror writer. Maybe maybe horror films in the future. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of her short stories and her works that have been featured in fantasy magazines and the like. And I can't wait to get to this because who all knows my favorite writers are women of color because oh, the imagination just flows. It just flows. But before we get into that, let's talk about some of the little news we got going on. So, I don't know how you guys feel about Hellboy. But uh, Mike Mignola, who was known for writing the Hellboy comics, uh, here he is right here, uh, he will be pinning and writing the next Hellboy live-action film, The Crooked Man, which is a very uh, known story. Here's here's the comic on the, on the left, and obviously... Uh, the Hellboy we know of live features from uh, Help Me Out, Will. What was his name again? Ron Perlman. Uh, Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman, Perlman or uh, yeah, yeah, Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman okay. and David Harbour, who we best know as the sheriff from Stranger Things, also on the on the bottom there on the bottom right. Which, in my opinion, was not a bad film. It, it, that was my opinion. It looked he looked good. <laughs> he looked good. I mean, the vibe was there. I don't know. I think it was just I don't know. It was it was spotty. Like the writing, the writing or the either the script was spotty or the way they edited things out was spotty. It was all right. It just wasn't cohesive. I can definitely agree that there was definitely some editing Mm -hmm. issues because there's a scene where he's fighting the the troll and he has a right hand of doom. Mm -hmm. Pay attention. There's a slight it's a quick Blink and you miss it scene where the right hand of doom becomes the left hand of doom and then it switches back. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Lazy editing is finest. Other other than that, I mean visually it was not a bad film. I didn't have a problem with David Harbour playing that role. You know. So I'm assuming he's not he's not back though. I don't yeah, it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it, and and it's no fault of him. It's really not. Uh, he he actually did a really good job taking over the role. Uh, Ron Perlman is up there in age, mm-hmm. but if Harrison Ford can still play Indy, and I mean, I need I need a cranky Indy though. I need should he be playing Indy? <laughs> I, I don't need the young energetic Indy. I need the cranky old man Indy. Yeah, well, isn't that Harrison Ford anyway? Y'all, y'all do know that we are not getting the, like most of that movie is going to be CGI, right? Like we all do. We all yes. know that. Yes, but I still want a cranky Andy. You you get him the first ten minutes and like sporadically throughout when he's with his younger goddaughter or whatever it is. You'll get, get him for all, like a half an I hour. Off, I mean, thank thank you, Will. I need to get off my lawn, Andy. <laughs> get off my lawn, Andy. <laughs> I need that. Hey, Shakira. Hey. <laughs> Um, I I'm I'm for it. I you know, Ron Perlman did a fantastic job playing Hellboy. David Harbor did a really good job playing Hellboy. They even sat down together to go over it. So, which you don't get a lot of. 
Oh. When, when roles are being passed to another actor, you don't get a lot of that. So, but I'm I'm open. The problem is every time they give us a Hellboy movie, they lose faith immediately in it. Like we saw what happened with Ron Perlman's run; they gave us two movies, mm-hmm. and then they said no, no hope for a third. Then you rebooted it with David Harbor, which again, again, great movie. I have no issue with it. They actually went a lot deeper especially with the Blood Queen story with Hellboy. And they actually tried to give it a little bit more into the, into the source material. No issue with it. But it's almost like there's no faith put behind these movies once they've been released. So it's kind of like you're getting our hopes up again for another Hellboy movie, but you're not giving us what we want. It's just tell us a, tell a series of movies. Tell a series of stories in movies because uh, both me and you, Chris, know there's plenty of stories they can do in Hellboy. And the Crooked Man's one of them. Blood Queen is one of them. They can even go into they can even go into the Throne from Hell story, but it just they, they just have no faith. It's worse than DC. At least DC is out of me. I don't. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a faith thing. I think it's a money issue. Like you can get all these stories written down easily, but when you try to put it in literally into action, a lot of things just are either too expensive or it's just not gonna work plus timing what about you Aaron have you you've watched the Hellboy films haven't you uh the original one uh like forever ago I I guess I kind of went into it expecting it to be loud and messy and fun and so I really wasn't let down at all like it was it was a amazing way to spend you know that time and I would do it again but I I wasn't super super invested I know that when you're really invested in these things and the little the little things will kind of get to you worse. Whereas, you know, if you're on the periphery of just, I want to watch something loud and, and vulgar or whatever. Just, just, <laughs> which, which that's what that was. The first one was like that. Uh, mm-hmm. the, all three of them were actually, yeah. you know, loud, vulgar, and funny, you know? Yeah, you're, so you're not going to get it. You're not going to get a PG Hellboy. <laughs> I think that last one, that last one was very close. If was it very, it was very close to an R. Yeah, just because yeah. of just certain levels of gore, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, it got it was darker, you know. Mm-hmm. And here I pull the picture up again. We had a leaner Hellboy, but you know, which was fine. Like, none of this was wrong. Neither one of these actors played this character wrong. Mm-hmm. No, you know. So I like Ron Perlman's better than David Harbour's that's, though. Because he is a certain I, gruff. He has a certain Ron, gruff. Ron Perlman just has that. He has, it's like certain voices can lead to certain characters. And Ron Perlman's voice, that man could play, like, to me, he made Pacific Rim movie for me. So, only because of his character alone. So, that voice, that gruff, that presence, you know, that works for him as Hellboy. Not to say that uh, David's impression of Hellboy was maybe a, maybe a younger Hellboy, like, you know, still coming to his own, still yeah. trying to you know, have that identity issue. It ain't like he already set in his ways. It's like you can you can tell the difference in the actors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it, it's it's sort of like when you well, at least when I see Clancy Brown, I can't help but think of Lex Luthor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mark Hamill, Joker. I could go on, you know. Uh you hear Joker off though. Here you hear Joker and everything he says. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. It's really hard to hear them do anything else. You know, Phil Lamar is damn near everybody. Uh, 
free summer damn near everybody so you know it, you know you're right though you know when i when i see ron perlman and and to be honest with you just seeing hellboy i didn't even see ron perlman i just seen hellboy he kind of kind of it hit the it hit it on the nose right yeah. you know kind of bratty but an adultish thing you know um yeah, because he had some bratty moments, yeah. you know, because <laughs> essentially he's still a kid. <laughs> I feel like, thing. was he a bro with manners? He was to a, he was to a degree. Yeah, like, he that. was, he was a brat to his father. Mm-hmm. However, he, yeah, he was a bro with manners. He, he was, was a bro with manners. He was a bro with manners. He was a bro with manners. Even Abe was like, you know, he was like, hey, 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 clean up your room. <laughs> Abe, Abe was like, after a while, like, look, I just gave him learn to work with the man. <laughs> work what you got. I'll go back to the tank after this. Uh, uh, so, uh, and this just came over the line. Uh, Vision Quest will be sub- reportedly start the shooting next year was vision quest vision quest we'll be taking we'll be talking about our very own uh vishon from wakanda because you know <laughs> he's built from wakanda he's he's he, his body's vibranium he's, that's what it is uh <laughs> no vision it'll be it'll be the story of vision and it's gonna have it's gonna star some vision related characters so if it's anything like the comics where uh you we get his uh, another uh, another da- a daughter a son possibly mm-hmm. dare I say a wife who knows because he's trying to when as as we last seen Vishon gave blank vision a that wake was, up call uh, <laughs> that was like that was that if that was not the straight my brother do you not know who you are being controlled by <laughs> that was an intellectual <laughs> argument. That line had no business being that deep. Do you know the ship of Theseus? <laughs> that had, no, had no business being that deep. That was it's such an intense uh, uh, but moment. It, there, but it worked though. I mean, if you think, I mean, it did work to the point to where it's like it's like it gave, it gave war game vibes. It's like, how do you beat a supercomputer? Give it an impossible question. And this is why I said this was Vishon. He hit him with a pimp line, then he opened his third eye. And <laughs> although the line, the line for Vision, what what is not what is not drip but swag preserve air. <laughs> that, line is, that line will ever stick with me. <laughs> it's a foolishness. line. It's foolishness. It's a line. It works. The whole thing works. I'm for, I'm for it. So it says to start. They're going to start shooting next year, which means they're obviously working on a skip script right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already know that Disney Plus will be scaling back how many shows they release on Disney Plus, which is fine. I'm I'm okay with that. It's no surprise. The only reason why we got that flood that we did was COVID kind of healed a lot of stuff up. Yeah, and so that kind of messed up the release schedule. So they're like, "All right, we need to get this stuff out." It it looked like it was working, and which was people were very much into it. But they like, okay, now we can scale it back because we also get what Daredevil next year. I think it's next uh, year, twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Yep, next year. Yeah. yeah, next year. You know, they yeah, have plans. They hard on that. Yeah, they're pl- They have plans for Moon Knight. Um, no worries. Got. I th- I think didn't I. I know I saw something on TikTok 
it was him and the director mm -hmm. doing something on the. I think they were kind of They're filming. filming. Yeah. They were filming on location in Egypt. They were it's like for all y'all are wondering if there's a season three, and they he pointed to the script as they're in Egypt saying, Well, does that answer right. your question? Yeah. So so you know, Kira Moon's daddy will be coming soon. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so she's she's this close, she is this close to having all five rings. <laughs> <laughs> Moon daddy, rage daddy, aqua poppy, water daddy. You're missing a fire daddy over there, uh airbender. I yeah. kind of think that that goes to Keanu with this next movie. He there was some fire sequences in there. Don't worry, oh, they're showing up. They're showing up. Rage Daddy. All I gotta that, do is Keanu, Keanu was Rage Daddy. I thought Keanu was Rage Daddy. Yeah. Look at me, fiery. See, look, rage, fiery, same thing. Oh, the variant, <laughs> the, the variants. Oh wait, yeah, no. Listen, look, We've... beggars can't be choosers. Okay. No I'm wait, just, she, has has she, she has the five rings. She has the she has the five rings. She has black Jesus. Time down. She has all five rings. I do. Oh my god! It's only February too. Look at me, thriving. <laughs> oh, praise Black Jesus! Mm -hmm. Question, yeah. question, question. If Vision builds a wife, is Wanda get to show up and beat her ass? Like, ooh, this is a very good question. That is a that is a that is a decision. I don't know. If Vision wants that. He's... Babe, 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 look. Was it like that theoretically that wasn't her vision? So, mm -hmm. like, right, she threw the whole thing. What he knows of love away. is based off of Wanda, she's still yeah. taking her spot. So, 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 so here's it. Here's not gonna in, technica well. in technicalities, he was considered dead, yeah, right. When he came back, his mind was wiped. Out of her grief, she created her "quote unquote" husband. But baby, I was dead. You know, you know baby, I was dead. So he he has no true understanding. He, he's relearning. He's yeah. relearning everything. So with no Wanda there to kind of help make paprikash and and everything else and, and walk through walls instead of the door, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> there's that relationship isn't there. They don't have that same connection. She don't so let is that home. his fault? They, they, can she they don't make let her like no more? <laughs> Superpowered, <laughs> super crazy ex-girlfriend? Oh, like, oh, oh, oh. oh. So reality, reality, reality this relationship? Oh, really? Jeez. That's like an end well. That, that's a, we, we see what happened. We see what happened with the Illuminati. So you going to die and come back and not find me? Oh, okay, okay. You that how how deep is your love for me? You, hey, I would have came back for you. <laughs> I cross I cross multi universes to find you. But no, 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 no. y'all are forgetting that he he tried to kill her version of Vision anyway. So she really don't want nothing to do with him. So so wait wait wait. So the thing that we're asking for that the evil one did is the same thing that we think will come back for her with Vision find somebody else. I'm thinking they just need to have a talk. Uh, that's a that's a therapy set. That is a therapy session nobody wants to be a part of. I think they just need to sit down and just have a nice discussion. Like he's forgetting who he is. She had to create who he is, and now that version's gone. There's a, there's a lot of misunderstandings going on, and it's all. Can you it's, tell Wanda how you feel. I've there's already definitely... told Wanda how I feel. 
there's definitely like a series of one shots that are being like formulated right now. And Wong is the therapist. <laughs> Wong, is, the Wong therapist. is the unwitting, unwittingly known therapist, is what Wong is. I see Wong now. Y'all do know as, Why do y'all as keep coming to me of the mystic arts. I am not a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you are on my couch. You keep showing up here. I don't. Oh, and what's I have the, somewhere to be. <laughs> Wait, I what's mean, Wong's I, friend? Go, I'm sorry, Aaron. Go ahead. Oh. I was gonna say I, I I have a therapist I would nominate, but they're not from the Marvel universe. <laughs> I'm sound real silly when I say this. I, I think Charles Xavier could handle it. He could. He could. He's probably the only one. <laughs> Out of Jean Grey, he's probably the only one. <laughs> he's he's probably the one that sits back and once they leave, he's like, oh my god, that is Gene, You and Scott. Ain't got nothing on these two. <laughs> this just about to patch to a scarf. Vishon, would you like some Earl Grey? <laughs> some Earl Grey tea. That will be a conversation. That's a conversation piece. That's a conversation. That's a Marvel one shot for real. <laughs> the, I miss those. The breakup. The Marvel one shots. <laughs> they they those they were onto some Marvel one shots were something to watch. But they do need to bring them back, though. But since they're kind of spreading everything out, that would actually help out between series. Yeah, I mean, there, there was there were there were connections, but not really connections. They were yeah. just like, here's a story. I, I, I still need a Wong and that one girl, uh, Madison. 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 Yeah, Madison. I need Madison. more. I need more Wong and Madison. Wong and Madison's day out. <laughs> if that's that was what. Not- I want them to do a review a review podcast. That's what I want from the two of them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here with Wongers on the Madison podcast. And we want to talk about what's going on with Scarlet Witch. (laughs) Wong, you know her. No, the TV shows and the movies, not not none of that mess. (laughs) (laughs) Review TV shows and stuff. Oh dear God, because I would that would go. Wongers, what did you think about you? What did you know about Joe? I, I think Joe's a very disturbed individual. I think he's kind of hot. I mean, look at no, what he's I just can, doing. I honestly, I could see, I could honestly see Wong and Captain America in the room comparing notes of what shows to catch up on. <laughs> Have you seen this? I'm like, no, I was told about. It. Okay, here, right, right what here, if, take this. This is. This. This. I'll bless me a messed up joke. What if Captain America found a love for Tyler Perry movies? <laughs> no, no. I'm Absolutely sorry. That just came to my head. Next topic. Absolutely not. Absolutely no. no. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. god. Aaron's just like, oh my god. That made me so tired. All of a sudden. Oh. <laughs> just Cap has an affinity. Has an affinity. Tony walks in. He was like. Really? No, because it's gonna be damn Steve trying to sit down with Bucky. He was like, "So, have, Buck, have you heard of Medea?" And that's when fucking Sam is gonna be in the background, just going slowly back out of the room. Like, I, wanna... <laughs> I can see Never Bucky. Mind. Bucky's like, "I've been around with Condens, and that's Steve, what you stuck with of all the things." <laughs> She's funny. <laughs> no, you can see, you know, Buck and Buck and Sam are outside the room, like. That's your boy. Like, no, that's your boy. I gave him a list, and that was not on the list. Like, go talk to him. No, you go talk. You've known him longer. And the messed up part, 
what if Zemo just comes out of nowhere? I think we're forgetting that Tyler Perry had such an influence on Black America. <laughs> comes out of nowhere. He's wrong. You are still out of line. He's out of line. <laughs> He's out of line, but it's not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> oh my God! So yeah, those are those definitely could be some uh, some moments. Now, Marvel, Kevin Feige, give us some one shots, please, mm-hmm. <laughs> please, like. How was that ride home with Hulk and his son? Like, how was that ride? Ooh. <laughs> awkward. I'm give, gonna give say us awkward. That. Give us, right. give us Matt Murdock. What happened when he left Jennifer's place? I want to know. <laughs> oh, he was strutting. <laughs> like, that, you can dang this place. You he, was limping. Play. he was limping. He wasn't strutting. That boy was limping. No, that, man, no that, man, that man was struggling with pride. You could dang near play BG staying alive as he was walking. <laughs> These are things I want to know. I want, I want to see Luis's recap. He was like, "So you probably been wondering why I've been all this time." Man, <laughs> no, that's that that's the, the one. That's the one shot I want. If that that's is not the what, recap, you know what? That's what was missing from the Ant Man movie. Yeah. So it was just like one of those things where you say, "So you probably thought I got dusted five years ago." No. <laughs> yeah, we did. We, no, I was hiding from the IRS. That's why I bet. The moment you hear those bongo drums playing, as soon as he starts talking, you immediately feel at you feel, feel at peace. Like, go ahead, Luis. Yes. You've had you've had time. We've been waiting go. for this. We've been campaigning for Luis to come back and give us a recap. What have you been doing? So I was being chased by the IRS, right? And then all of a sudden the guys went to the, Yeah, I can see it. Uh <laughs> one minute I was there, next minute they were in dust. I didn't know what to do. So, uh, you know, there was nobody to protect. So the business went out. Everything went out of business. And... With the reenactment playing in the background. Yeah. The <laughs> whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> and him doing all the voices. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of that. You it's see, like, Kevin, Fat Feige, we're giving you gold right now. We're like, this is what we can. It's just these like, are one shot somewhere. He's sitting there with his ball cap. He's probably turned to back like, these guys are good. Hold on. Yeah, this is. <laughs> This guy named the Watcher came up and offered me a job. I was like, I already have a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yes, now I now I need that. I need I need a I need a Louise one shot that goes me half an hour at best at best right. twenty two minutes. <laughs> Give see, me a Louise see, one shot. You see the Feige robot coming out of nowhere. You have five minutes, Louise. I can do it in three. Thirty <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, I want some of that. I want some of that. So uh before we take our quick break, I want to sh- give a shout out to Law Society Entertainment. They have given us free play for their new single by Big Quick. Uh Big Will, Big Quick Will and Ladder Leaf is called Kyrie Irving. So after this, we're gonna be talking to our guest Aaron Brown about Kyrie Irving. Straight face, Will. Straight face, Straight face Will. You ain't gonna have me laughing looking at you. Straight face. <laughs> We're going to be talking to our guest, Aaron Brown, right after this. Until then, shout out to the gang over at Lost Society Entertainment. They put out some great stuff. And here's their latest album or latest single. Big roots like it's bright and early. Soon as I hit the 9-5, I'm doing high speeds till the lights blurry. Soon as she spread them thick styles, I beat the pussy down so she screamers. Soon as touch the white again, birds bring green in like Larry. I'm a real storm, you a light And I know that they plotting and hating and watching cause I got these hundreds on me. And I know that this death around every corner when I'm out here running the streets. And I know that this jackets, they want to see me clap, I can't let them up with me. That's why I can't look for my skin. That's why I can't look for my skin. 
like I'm in the drooly. Amateurs can't call me slip and fall cause the defense too sweet. Shitting like a taller, dripping like a faucet, bitch screaming out who he. I don't see you when I do me. I was in the gym putting reps in, now I'm living life like a movie. Push start, push gas, then I'm swerving. Push start, push gas, then I break down that gas, then I serve down that gas, then I only my gang on my jersey. Switches be flipping, my niggas be drilling. Y'all niggas be ratting, y'all stay in the district. My niggas is down doing time like in prison. I'm climbing in church, trying to shine like a prison. But shit can get dark in this bitch. I new vision. I come from the hood where it's shiesty and wicked. I stay too attached with my gun like it's children. Life is so rough and the violence is up. You can get plucked just for running it up. And talking that shit like you safer than sun. I just took a loss, man. Enough is enough. I'm missing my dogs, let me roll up a blunt. Exotic my strings, I don't do double cuffs. And fade off this J like I reef in the jump. Or fade when I spray let off throw me in clutch. Going to war is like going to work. My hood full of shootings, they going berserk. We catch you in traffic and bliss you like curse. For crossing the line, you get put in a hearse I stay in my lane and away from you lanes I just want the money, you reach for the fame I just left the bank and them hunters is clean The S on my chest for my clothes and my team Push start, push gas, then I'm swerving Push start, push gas, then I Break down that gas, then I Break down that gas, then I Only my gang on my jersey Ball hard, no deal, carry yours Push start, push gas, then I'm swerving Break down that gas, then I Break down that gas, then only my gang on my jersey. Ball hard, no deal, carrier. You see me? I'm a G from the bricks. Watch how you speak. I'm a dog. These hoes is fleas. They all on my dick trying to suck me clean. Shake that shit off. It's the Philly and me. No side to the day I leave. JHB, my mama had me. Trenches, baby, I learned from the streets. Ramen was all I had to eat. Fat little nigga, what who dreams? Wanna be Mike? I heard about me. So I start out selling weed. Quarter P, half a P. Moving birds that make me these. Fuck some free. Drop off these, man, that life was good to me Never crossed my niggas, but some of them crossed me Always stood up for what I believed and never talked for me I'ma stand tall in these bucket seats Pulling champagne like Jay and Dupree Screaming, money ain't a thing uh. Push start, push gas, then I'm swerving Push start, push gas, then I Break down that gas, then I swerve Break down that gas, then I Only my gang on my jersey Only my gang on my jersey Ball hard, no deal, carry Push start, push gas, then I'm swerving Break down that gas, then I serve Only my gang on my jersey Ball hard, no deal, carry And there we go. What's going on? And that was Lost Society. That was Big Quick, Steel Wheel, and Ladder Leaf with Kyrie Irving. There we go. There we go. Right on. Savage is in the building. What's going on, Savage? Hey. What is happening? We got our special guest here tonight. Uh, oh, wait a minute. We got our special guest here tonight. Uh, Aaron Brown, speculative fiction, science fiction, and horror writer. Um, this is this is such a mouthful that what she does. <laughs> it really is. It's multi. That's what we said. Multi talented. Aaron Brown. <laughs> Love it. 
and we pull it up right here, put it up on the screen here. So let's get it started. You have several works already published that deal in speculative fiction, that deal in science fiction, that deal in horror. Which one of those are your favorite genres? Honestly, to read, I would say fantasy, but to write, I would say horror. Horror mm. is a lot of fun to write. So tell us about what is it so what's the what's the what's the draw from horror film or horror writing? Uh well, I try to write with um a lens to kind of the the un how do I put this? The uncommon places where you'll find fear. Hmm. Um, and then I play those things up. And I guess if I were to give an example um, of what it is that I'm like shooting for here, I know I, I know I'm, there's no spoilers here. So everybody's already, you know, watched Get Out. Yes. That, <laughs> yes. So like if you're envisioning that moment near the end where a dude just about got away and then that cop car pulled up. Mm. Yeah. And half the audience was like, oh, thank goodness. And the other half the audience was like, oh, God, oh, no. The other half they were saying, oh, God, was I? <laughs> I don't have to explain what it means, but like, I, I like to deal with those things the the what I call the mundane horror, the stuff that is really scary, but it's just a part of everyday life that not everybody knows about. Okay. And then trying to repackage it in a way that everyone can understand it gets conversations going. Mm. Everything you just explained just right there gave me Jordan Peele vibes. Okay. <laughs> you know, if he ever starts a, a fund for, you know, shorts, please let me know because I'm ready. <laughs> like, because it's that's kind of his niche is to touch on horror that Otherwise, like we know what that was like, you know, and get out. We knew what that that feeling was like. Me and my wife were like, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like on the edge of your seat. He got out, and then the cop lights, and we're just like, Fuck. <laughs> it was it was a wrap. I was like, I threw something at the screen. I was like, Why? <laughs> like, I, there was you no hope. on this ride for what? All my hope. <laughs> so. But, just Not everybody felt help. that way. So mm -hmm. it started conversations like, wait, why Why now? Like this whole movie's been scary. Why is this the moment? It starts conversations. And I like to start those conversations. That's what I write for. Mm -hmm. how, long, how long have you been writing? All together? Since before I could talk. <laughs> like my my nice. dad used to uh, show me the Sunday comics before I could read and point out the peanuts and ask me to tell them what was happening and I would have a whole story set up. So I have always been a storyteller. Her imagination has always been running. Uh, <laughs> so you said horror is your favorite thing to write. You said science fiction is your favorite to read, correct? Fantasy is my favorite. Fantasy. Too. So we'll touch on, let's touch on fantasy a little bit. Now you, like myself, are a fellow fady. For those who don't know out there, we're part of the Black Fae community. Shout out to Queen Jasmine LaFleur and, and Lord lord uh, uh carlos lord strife carlos out there he's doing the thing he's handling business and we go to war for our queen uh <laughs> we literally go to war for the queen um what is it about fantasy what what do you like seeing what do you like to see more in fantasy 
What would I like to see more in fantasy? What I would like to see more is I'd like to see more time spent on folklore. Hmm. I want to see, you know, I want to see a, a reimagining of John Henry. Like, I want to see okay. things that are tied back to the original sources where they got all of the fairy tales in the first place. Mm -hmm. because these were collected from all over the world. And then they were very much streamlined to look and feel of a specific kind of way. But if you bring them back to those places, you, you can take them in so many more more directions and give them so much more layered meaning. And of course, there's always, you know, we always need more representation. We're always, we're, we're trying to representation right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. I'd mm -hmm. like to see folklore, American folklore, and African folklore really explored. Mm -hmm. That's what I would like to see. That makes my heart proud to hear you say that. Uh, because that's something you don't see enough of. Um, for those who read several fair, fairy tales coming up, and you get the I guess the brighter side of the story, mm -hmm. you know, when in reality, you know, Hansel and Gretel's leaving breadcrumbs or whatever, and the kids were getting eaten, all right? Kids were getting eaten by a witch, and it's like they kind of glaze over mm -hmm. some of that stuff. You know, a, mm -hmm. a lot of these fantasy stories or these uh, uh, these these folklore stories we've received from all over the world, there is a level of, once again, fear that's embedded into these and it, and you know as we know when it's subtle it's sort of like that's that uh that project the whisper like when i give you a, or the secret when i say a secret to you and then you pass it to kira and then kira passes it to will and will blasts the black spark mm -hmm. that secret changes mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with these fantasy stories it over time it takes on different meanings it's changed up words have different meanings so what is your dream project in a horror film or in a horror project? Dream horror projects. Oh man, I don't I don't have an answer for that honestly. I uh, <laughs> I have a dream fantasy project, but I don't have a dream horror project. What's the dream fantasy project? Uh I have I've been working on a five book series Ooh. that is what I mean and I'm putting it out there like you know trying to manifest this but like I'm, I want black Tolkien style like I have maps and I have cookbooks I have written national anthems for the different lands in this place like I have been working on the world building for almost a decade and I have two of the books and second drafts done but I still have more, you know, more work to do on it. But um, I want. No, you just, no, you're done. No, just give. Just no, just 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 put it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, just put it out. Well, or at least, ooh, could 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 I press you to accidentally on purpose release one of the national anthems? <laughs> accidentally on purpose. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe by accident. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. maybe, maybe just just to, just to stir up a little interest. I'm just saying I don't know what your plans are, but you know I need a fix. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, and there, and I can agree. I agree with her on it because what we've gotten, what we've recently gotten, when it comes to representation in fantasy and in horror, has been a lot more 
it can be more frequent, but it's starting to really start to bubble up, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Uh, you know, we've seen it in uh, Rings of Power. We've seen it with Lovecraft Country. We've seen it mm-hmm. with Watchmen. We've seen it with all these variations of shows where we're leads, where we're focal points, where we're the linchpin, I guess, in a story. And it makes, number one, I want Kira's glass. I want to. <laughs> it, it caught me off guard. And I'm like, wait, that's my glass. That's a horn. I want it. Um <laughs> <laughs> I had to change it up because of the because of the theme this evening. Yes, I love the theme. <laughs> but it, it it's something that we do we're thirsty for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> yes. I you know, and I'm I'm working on it. Everything that I put out, I have a eye for it being about the black experience, but without the black experience being the plot. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. And I'll use an example. The the one that you were talking about, um, with the the organic metal. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Uh skyscrapers that twist to the sun. So the main characters of that story are black women in STEM. It's a single black mother and her little daughter. That she's she's a machinist. They have a traditional African African American naming traditions. Little girl's name is Denisha. Um, there, yeah, single mother and her daughter. The mother clearly struggling to keep up with gentle parenting style, which is clearly new to her. Mm-hmm. None of this has anything to do with the plot. It's just the reality. Um, there's mm. no broken home. There's no money problems. Race doesn't come up at all. So it's just a scientist and their child finding mm-hmm. a new material that the kids think is awesome and the adults are more worried about. The fact mm-hmm. that it's black women in STEM is just, it's just there. Because I, the I wanted more stories about black women in STEM. So I wrote mm-hmm. one. What you wish for, you put out into the universe. Right. Yeah. And, it, and, this is, and that was something I was going to ex- uh, explain or talk to you about because Yes, we do like to see ourselves in these leads and these different type of roles other than being the quote unquote uh, typical roles that they would give us. Mm-hmm. And to the point where race does not play the factor anymore is just just happens to be, you know, it's the way of life. You just explained that the mother and the daughter aspect It was like it just so happens, mm-hmm. you know, that's not the focal point. And we do need to have that. Uh, we're trying to get to the discussion where we're in the room. Like you, you notice us in the room. Now, after that, it becomes we're just in the room. We have a story. We we're in the room. We just happen to be in the room. And, and isn't that part of that? Is part of a global fantasy? Isn't that the that is the fantasy? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, that was. I mean, that's what the push for like Afrofuturism is. Mm-hmm. Is um, a future with, you know, African diaspora people in it. Because for the longest time, we were very, very scarce mm-hmm. when anyone env- when anyone envisioned the future. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to change that up a little bit. Yeah, um, I <laughs> will reset the clock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because because when she mentions that, I think of strange Stranger Days uh, that starred Ray Fiennes and Angela Bassett. And you watching this film, you don't see 
this futuristic dystopian world with a black woman you just see a woman who's playing mm -hmm. a role in this film you know whose character is just in this film so that i get i get that you know we're not changed we're not we're not pandering we don't want the pander just because we're, we're you know when we talk inclusion we don't say hey change the race of this character yet for what reason we we just need to be in the story mm -hmm. you know once the story is there you forget that this person is whatever their race is you just see the story and you're putting something like that on on front stage Spartan, you had. You, I see Spartan got a look on his face. <laughs> I, I'm, so, I'm so in the horror part. I'm so, listening. No, I, no, I, I completely agree with her. With, uh, with I'm sorry, her as if she's not here. With Aaron's direction, um, <laughs> as far as how she wants to approach everything. So I got no other questions except I do have to ask this, just because as I'm listening to a a very multi talented published author, not author, what? author. <laughs> Um, what has been your favorite just so far what has been your favorite story to write to up, up to now favorite story to write it's got to be uh, a brief and hideous scrawl that was so much fun to write a brief and okay a I'm brief listening. and hideous scrawl and the subtext was rich in that one that was fun so basically mm -hmm. Uh, the story is, I mean, okay, so you know the, the movie Alien, what the alien looked like? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so imagine that animal, like, spoke like um, Niles from Frasier and had his education and, and went out to the country to go pester some bumpkins. Like, that's my story. Um, I just, I wanted to write a story about a really smart, sophisticated, man-eating monster that was really thinking he was the biggest, baddest ever, but was just bored in the city. So he went to the country to go, you know, on like an artist, you know, an artist jaunt just to kind of refresh his spirit and eat some people out there. And, you know, but of course country people are a little bit more serious. So he has to be on his guard. He's like, they know what pitchforks are, out, are for out here. Mm -hmm. But he, you know, he thinks that they're tolerating him eating a couple of them because they think he's so big and bad, but he doesn't realize he's not the biggest, baddest monster in the country. And then he meets the real one and leaves because he can't handle it. Um, this is such a Twilight Zone type thing. <laughs> I, I dig this. It's very, it was It was meant to be very Lovecraft adjacent. Like the monster was a monster you could see, you could talk, he was talking, you could relate. He was kind of adorable. Like you mm -hmm. liked this monster. Um, but the big thing was was Lovecraft horror that okay. he in, ended up encountering. Um, but there was subtext in this story that it was a conversation about, and this is this is the P word. I'm going to say it: privilege. <laughs> yeah, this was a very strong, very cultured, very spoiled being that goes out and encounters generational trauma mm -hmm. can't relate Damn. <laughs> and just leaves so like the people that he out in the country that he's having he's he doesn't understand why they're not reacting to him out of fear it's because they've been so beaten down mm -hmm. by what's been happening to them because they live in the area with this lovecraft horror 
So when he's trying to figure out why they're not treating him the way he wants to be, then he meets Lovecraft toward, then he leaves. He's like, nope, and goes right back to the city <laughs> to eat people who eat truffles and wine and, you know, listen to opera and be a culture, because he doesn't, right. he's not stuck in that place. And he I just doesn't there's get a it. message in this. Cinematic um, Assassin has a like look on his face. I, don't, don't get me wrong. I love, I love the premise of the story. And, it, and I love stories that have, they, they have that, I, I don't mean the label as Jordan Peele because he's not the first person to do this, but it's always that hidden message or subtext or subtitle that's within the story that we're all just like, uh, we all get it. Like we, for the ones that read, it's like, we all get it. Yeah. For those that don't get it, they'll be like, but I, I don't, I, it's not, it's not for you. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. It's not for you. To that means up. you're the, you're, that means you're the opposite party. That's right. <laughs> No, but that no, I love that. I, I'm about to that part where you explain that. That's all. I was like, oh, I, I see how you. Ah, I like that. I, but no, I I, that's, that was my only question. But like you know, I, I write these things to start conversations, mm-hmm. and this is not the race is never mentioned here. There's no you know gender roles or anything like that. There's not even really a discussion of wealth. It is just pure fantasy area. Mm-hmm. where there happens to be generational trauma and privilege. So who's going to get offended having a conversation about this piece? And this is what I write for. I want to start conversations. Where we can have the difficult conversations without anybody's um, traumas being triggered. And when I say anybody on either side of this, if you're the privileged party or the generational you know, trauma party, like it's a oh. pure theoretical experience, mm-hmm. not you or your ancestors, and then people can start to talk about these things. So that's what I'm hoping to do. That's there that's is, the it, it, it's definitely it's definitely a conversation starter. But I'm yeah. petty, so <laughs> I'm immediately petty with it. So I, that's the reason why you have a very peaceful process to it. Me, I'm just gonna be like, well, let me tell you why you don't feel this way. <laughs> <laughs> but I have those stories too. <laughs> I have those stories too. Man, the first man. one I published was about a woman who does this ritual to to deal with a black woman who does this ritual to deal with people putting their hands on her. You know, they touched the hand and the hair. Yeah. And the skin and stuff. She's in a she's in a, a cafe full of tourists, and they surround mm-hmm. her and begin to touch her. And she goes and basically Ugh. just disassociates and just has this ritual where she thinks about all the people that will be a little bit less afraid of us once they see how she didn't react in a scary mm-hmm. manner. So like while this is happening to her, she's thinking about a little girl on a on a playground mm-hmm. whose friends are going to play with her and not be scared or a, a black man walking around a, a city who he's lost, who he's not so afraid to ask for directions because no one's going to be afraid of his approach. She's mm-hmm. thinking about these things and saying, if I hold still, those people will be safe. Mm-hmm. So I write the real blunt stuff too, but you know, not all. These are conversation starters. (laughs) Like there is, there is so much to unpack just in the, the, just a couple of story uh, backgrounds you've just given us just from what you did. I, I need, I got to get the list of your, of, of the short stories that you have because my woke office is um, (laughs) celebrating black history month by reading books that I already have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I th- I don't think 
A, that they're reading it, and B, that they get it when they do read it. I, I need I need your books. I need them to. to yes. Put <laughs> <laughs> a, a little bit a deeper link. than the sub substance, sub yeah. surface stuff. I, feel that, I, I have feel them all on my right web, now. my author website. All, all right. the links are to the free ones and just where to get the other ones. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna put that up. For sure. <laughs> I'm gonna put that up shortly because man, <laughs> I, I feel Kira Slytherin coming out at workplace. It's like, oh, that's, baby, not, I'm that's, I'm not Slytherin that's, just, that's just that's just that's just that's just us. That's that's twenty four seven. I ain't got to turn up for nothing. That's just me. <laughs> no, that just sounds like Ravenclaw though. That's that's a little bit more Ravenclaw. No. Mm -mm, no, I'm going to tell you about yourself. You need to read this book because y'all lying to yourselves and trying to make yourselves feel better. Here's a book. <laughs> that's, yep, that's, that's, that's Slytherin. That's Slytherin, yeah. yeah. That's Slytherin. Just Raven, in case you Raven, didn't know. No, Slytherin, Slytherin just gets in your face. I'm not going to read it because I already know. I'm going to let y'all figure it out right here. <laughs> oh, my God. Cinematic Assassin, you had something you wanted to ask her? Uh, no, I uh, I really appreciate you sitting down and sort of breaking down the subtext, because um, a lot of times I feel like uh, authors or creators put work out and don't really directly say like what what was influencing um, the work, and then sometimes certain people take said work and be like, oh, so what they're really saying is blah 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 blah. I'm like, mm, shut up, you're reaching. Um, <laughs> So it was dope hearing you uh, actually <laughs> confirm what was going on in your story. I really like that. Um, but I did want to ask back to horror really quickly. Um, what is your favorite horror film? And if you had the opportunity to recreate um, a horror film, Either it was great, a classic, or something, but you want to put your own touches on it, or you felt like it had amazing potential, but the execution wasn't there. What would you do? Okay, so full disclosure, I don't watch a ton of horror movies because I I have, <laughs> I mean, I have real vivid David dreams. David. I have always had real vivid dreams, so I don't watch it once. I watch it 70 times over the next two weeks while I'm trying to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I can't function. So I can't, I, I can read it, <laughs> but I can't really watch it. Um, I would say the last scary movie I watched, wow. I can't even remember. You know, Monster House creeped me out. Like, I'm a, when it comes to the, oh, movies, yeah, Monster I'm House a baby. <laughs> when it comes no, to the movies, I'm a baby. Monster House had a certain vibe to it that was just yeah. like, no it was good. <laughs> it was very I mean, I like the creepy stuff, but I, you know, um, let me see. The old man was trying to save your ass the whole time. Right. Uh, <laughs> There's another writer who's written a story, and I would want to see it made into a movie. Maybe it kind of already had, I don't know. But um, I, I don't want to cuss on here, so I'm going to say. Feel free. Okay. It's an open floor. <laughs> the name of really okay yeah. Oh, yeah, girl. the name of the story and i mean i I don't, I don't even have to say anything after i say this the name of the story is man fuck this house <laughs> i want to see that I'm, made. I'm, i will be i don't care i'll go yeah. ahead and take because you already know the vibe everything, just like yeah. everything that's and a, it's on amazon that's, 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 shut up and take my money that's right? yeah. if they did like a spin with where they i don't know if you I'm older than I look. Um, the I'm movie called um, The Money Pit with Tom, yes. with Tom Hanks. 
mm-hmm. and did something with that and and merged it with the ah uh, yeah yeah I, I'm yeah yeah I can see that a little that, bit not like not that, crazy. That is a, I'm sorry, the money puts funny out. That's a funny movie. It is. That's yeah. a funny movie. That is funny. <laughs> but then again, Tom Hanks is 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 a, a affable character. He's like Paul Rudd. He's the Paul Rudd of the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but then again, the isn't Paul Rudd a Paul Rudd of the eighties? I was about to say Paul Rudd is the Paul Rudd of the eighties. <laughs> like, he doesn't Paul, age neither. I'm like Paul Rudd does not age at all. <laughs> Wait, isn't Paul Rudd the nineties? He's the nineties. Yeah, he's the nineties. He's, he's more of the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> he just grows his hair. Yeah, I'm older. No, you're not. <laughs> I don't know what that he's man got stubble now. Yeah, he's got stubble. He's like, look, I've I've aged. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what that man's skincare routine is, but him and Pharrell was on the same line for a while. <laughs> no, Pharrell's a vampire. That's yeah. Pharrell, Pharrell <laughs> just stopped getting that two percent. That's all that was. <laughs> so yeah, I can I can yeah, a movie called Man Fuck This House gets my money. Uh, <laughs> Ready? It's it's just is we're going to see you. A, a monkey paw production. A monkey paw production. <laughs> Man, f this house. I found something on Amazon. Is it by Brian Asman? Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, no, no. Okay. Cool. <laughs> when the moment you said I had to go look for it, that's all. I was like, with a title like that, I have to see who. I have to see how, if it's a book. I have to read it. Yeah, it seems to. <laughs> it just seems to be one of the things you just have it to just, kind of put it out there. Yeah. Um. So, and by the way, uh, good choice on not watching many horror films because there really hasn't been that many great horror films lately. Um, it just it just hasn't. I want to say like at least the last, and this is being very kind, the last ten years at best. Damn. I was thinking the same number. I was thinking the same number. Yeah, just, at least just, ten years. But weirdly, they, they, I grew up watching them often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was too young. Yeah, to understand what was happening. So, like, I was constantly watching like Poltergeist and. Yo, Toy. that's a feel good family fun movie. Yeah. Movie. That's a good old time. <laughs> that tree and that damn clown. Uh, you remember toys, what? right? The opening scene is the little toy phone starts mm-hmm. ringing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. There, there was we were we were spoiled in the eighties and nineties though. You had the you had the gimmicky ones. You had Puppet Master, you had Freddy, you had Jason, you had Castle, Michael, you had you had a oh was another you had the off wall ones too. Uh, Lawnmower Man, Lawnmower Man oh, was another one. Yo, Lawnmower Man could have been solved by just giving the man a hug. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all he wanted. Just need a hug. That's all he wanted. Like why y'all do this, man? Like he ain't harm nobody. <laughs> I can tell you the last show, creepy show that I watched that really got to me mm-hmm. was Over the Garden Wall. I don't think it was meant to be a horror. Why is that familiar? But it, it was a show. It was, um, what was it on? Was it on Hulu? I can't remember. It was a show. It was like this, this little, these two little boys. One had a red cone hat and one had a little teapot on his head. And they're wandering around this forest lost. There's this fantasy force, but it was like Tim Burton's weird cousin style <laughs> fantasy force. Like the colors were off, the music was off. It was all just creepy, yeah. just dread. Oh no, it was on the Cartoon Network. Yes, that's I think, yes, that's why I remembered it now. I was like, it was on Cartoon oh. Network. It was oh my god, 
creepy. Yeah, and, I, and I mean that in the best possible way. I was hooked. Like, I could not believe. I was so unnerved, but I couldn't stop watching. The gingerbread men are especially fucking creepy. Pardon me. What the fuck is this? They're not even gingerbread. What is? <gasps> They're straw men. Nope. Have you? Well, I mean, you, you haven't okay. seen the, the Autumn Fest guys. Like, those that's guys. What, that's what it is. This little straw. The men that look like straw. Uh, no, the one with the pumpkin heads and digging graves in the man. Kids show somehow. But yeah, no, I see that's uh, we're talking about the same thing. They but yeah. they got like straw feet, some of them, but they have the pumpkin. Oh, heads, when you know? when you have Tim Curry and <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's one of the voices, yeah, that right. kind of oh. does it. Yeah, it's really funny too, but it's really creepy. Yeah, Man. geek by hearts in the building. What's going on? Hey, lady. She's she's the she's our horror writer for uh for oh, so yeah. mm-hmm. she she will tell you that like this movie is not it <laughs> this is not it but it is it's very hard to find a well-told horror film uh for for a while there it was horror it was torture porn for yeah. for quite a while it was torture porn like let's see how far we can get and push the narrative let's just how much gore how yeah. much gore can we get away with that's pretty much what it was. It was either gore, it was either gory, dismemberment. It wasn't up until you had it was a move before Saw, before it was really narrative driven. It wasn't the fact of how far they would push a human. It was the fact of how how from word standpoint they were pushing the, the human psyche, the human condition. Mm-hmm. So it's just like what you said, Aaron. Like your style, your your style of writing, you take the most uncommon places. Uncommon being that a lot of a lot of writers don't really go into the areas that you would go into and still tell a story. So that's really um, uh, new territory, if you will, if, you, if I put it that way. Um, just because, I mean, we see that now with a lot of the movies that we know near and near become classics. I said, we, we, mentioned, we mentioned Get Out. We mentioned Us. We mentioned all these stories, all these movies that... Um, still resonate with us because there's a message there from an uncommon place but it's still horror it's still scary it still gets us but you notice that not a lot of there isn't the gory factor there's not a lot of bleeding beheading dismemberment all that crap we are visually we are visually and literally horrified by that versus the actual visual if it makes sense mm-hmm. no, hey Dremo. It's one of the reasons why there's such there's there's never we've never run out of psychopath driven mm-hmm. stories because they don't actually have to physically hurt you don't need limbs flying around for a psychopath or a, someone with a narcissistic personality disorder style villain to mm-hmm. just mess your entire universe up like they don't have to touch you and right. so those that that stays scary because you never know what they can do. Mm-hmm. So those are some of my favorite types of stories, my horror stories. But then you yeah. get those weird ones like that one about the what about the the button with the box on it? I forgot the name of that one. Oh, the box. You mean the box? Yeah, the box. There we go. Yeah, the box. That, that is always that's always one of those thought provoking questions. Like, would you press it? Would you press it if that box was in front of you? Would you let it pass you by? And that's a different type of horror because it's not it, it's not it's always one of those what would you do with that situation like a dollar like buying a dollar on the ground outside of a bank what would you do would you turn it in would you keep it and that's and that goes to its whole other what, what does that look for kira 
I'm picking up that goddamn dollar. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> they can make Not gonna lie. I'm like, it's a I'm dollar. Just, I'm just it's saying. I'm just saying. No, I'm just using that as a metaphor. You I know, get I know. a dollar or a bag of money, and they'll always say, "Well, you know, it's outside the bank," or "Well, you, you know, it's not your money. It's stealing." And we can go. You know, that takes on a life of its own. Place that in the place that place that inside of a movie that's dealing in something of 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 not really horror but it becomes horror just because we see how bad the human condition would really go if that was put there when you mention the box because i've seen i've seen the movie i've seen the original short Mm -hmm. that it came from and that idea of and speaking of that look at that queen jasmine's in the building long miss you rain yes (laughs) but you know they have that that theory of you push this button, you get your wish or a million dollars, whatever it is you're looking for. But someone random dies. Well, you're thinking, oh, it would just be a random person. And then here it is. It's like, maybe it's not that much of a random person. It's maybe it's closer than you think. And, and that's the scary part. When you realize that someone will start rationalizing, what are the chances of somebody that'll die that I know? Or, you know, it's a one, you know, there's 6 billion people on the planet. Who's going to know? We can lose one. That scary part about that whole movie was the fact that as human, as as everybody got approached with it, you literally see the thought process go from, no, I can't do that. I don't want to end up in somebody's life to someone sitting there going, all right, that's it. That's all, right. The... all right, get out the way. I got I got yeah. things to do. That's the horror <laughs> part of it. It's button. like the horror, the horror in itself, and I thought that was a brilliant piece of writing, was that the horror in itself was that we as a human race are capable of depravity, dangerous, and just overall genocidal uh, genocidal positions if that was offered to us. So that right there is... It's why aliens don't really mess with people in the hood because they're just like, you know what? They've, they've dealt with enough. Let's mess with the ones we know they can't really deal with. Yeah, true. Because I mean, you really, <laughs> I mean, seeing a xeno, seeing a xenomorph in the hood is like we won't be affected by that. No, we're just like ah, I was like are you lost? When that was gonna happen. All right, we won't wait on you. You know everything else. You know it wasn't like, on my bingo card, but it was definitely there. Uh, it's like if a predator showed up at a failing reunion, we're gonna be like you lost. Yeah, you. I know you're not. I know you're not come. You didn't come here to start no mess. You can get yourself a plate and leave, but please <laughs> keep it moving for your safety and the rest. Yeah, of we're, we're telling you because you know I know what you're about, but yeah, not yeah. I mean, half my not. family would just start clowning each other, like who brought this? Who brought their boyfriend? Like it would just, <laughs> it would just become but it would be so but the fact that we treat it so normal is is that's where that's where i see where like i said where, you, where you're getting from with your stories is that it's normal to us because we honestly have been subjugated to worse so we when some in, i'm sorry go ahead. we live in fear we are in a constant mm-hmm. baseline mm-hmm like uh we are always afraid like and it, and it comes like not like we you know we're all like looking over our shoulder but you know we're always nervous when somebody calls too late at night we're always nervous who's driving up the block we're we're always nervous that our voice is too loud in this space and there's nobody here that we recognize like that's not everybody's experience 
And it's one of the things that I think it also, it, it needs to be more of a conversation. People don't understand just how much policing that we do until they have to, which mm -hmm. is why, you know, and it's, and you see it in, in like, like Star Trek type movies where you'll have the one person in hiding, like trying to fit in into the space. And like, it's a terrifying idea for so many people. That's just a Tuesday for us like, <laughs> trying to fit in in this alien world where we have to speak different and eat different food and you know come across a certain way we're going to be thrown you know in some dungeon like that's mm -hmm. that's living yeah, you know well. and so it changes the way we have to write ourselves mm -hmm. and it makes it harder sometimes for us to market our experience because mm -hmm. that's not the dominant American or Western experience because the 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 institutions put here to protect them are put there to are at war with us. Yeah, mm. I think that's why. So that's why I think it. that's why shows like mm -hmm. Twilight Zone ring mm -hmm. so true. It's mm -hmm. the human behavior. It's the human psyche. You know, even watching the version that Jordan Peele did, like one of the episodes was, I think it was called Rewind with Sanaa Lathan, and it's dealing with yes. her and her son. Mm -hmm. And me and my wife are watching this, and we're just like we're gripping because that feeling of fear of mm -hmm. not doing anything wrong, but somehow still being a target. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you're doing, you're still a target, you know. And it's that human condition mm -hmm. that that does that does like in any form, in any space, that is a very scary thing. And I think that's why shows like Twilight Zone. Are always consistently like, hey, there's another story that can be told, you know, whether it was something from its original run and they redid it, or they just ran the original. What was the one where the aliens ran? A, it was the aliens that ran a whole human ex, uh, experiment about just saying, hey, somebody came into the town and they thought it was this pedophile or or some creepy in this so so suburban town. Here it was is like, see, this is how they act. And no one did anything wrong. Like the mm -hmm. person that was introduced wasn't even a criminal. They were just a normal human being. And they yeah. were just fear. Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember, um, I can't remember the name Mix. of the movie right now, but that Will Smith movie that was the the zombie one. Oh, I am legend. 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 So you guys know that the movie did not hold true to the book, right? That's correct. That? Right. correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, but um, I, I started looking into that, and it turns out that that was some kind of like a pseudo commentary on evolution and the terror of evolution. And yep. so it's just like we decided we were the end game as humans, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we weren't. So the character, the will character, ends up being the like the ancient monster under the bed. Of yeah. the new, or the new, the new, the, the, new, the new world, yeah. yeah, you know. But we're only seeing it from the monster's point of view, yeah. and that really hit me. Just like what that fear of the unknown, what that fear of difference, mm -hmm. like elevated to that point, made it a whole lot harder to to hide. You that's know? why. That's why you always. That's why when we were coming up, you used to have your uncle or your grandmother sitting on the porch, looking over their glasses, like, "Don't, don't take your behind over there, boy. Don't leave. Don't go over there. Don't, don't go over there. <laughs> no, don't, don't go, go over there." there. <laughs> they sit up there looking over their glasses. Don't, don't, <laughs> go, don't go over there. And they just as calm, just rocking mm -hmm. back. Don't go. Over there. <laughs> you know, 
it was always a don't 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 you go that side don't you go that side of the fence when sun go down you know what <laughs> it's, it's human condition it's I, I think it's i think that's why stuff like with the movies and that Jordan Peele himself, he comes up a lot for this conversation and these type of conversation. This is why it it's a well-told story because we can identify with that fear, mm-hmm. you know, and, and thankfully in the end game, it becomes, we're also the hero. To- <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, so it becomes that thing where just like, we know what that feels like. We know what that fear looks like. We know what that anxiety feeling is and seeing that into the spectrum and then seeing the end of the spectrum dealing with science fiction and fantasy and having us in those positions where we may have been the ones that caused the evolution to move forward that that caused the human experience to move in the forward in a positive forward uh fashion mm-hmm. i've seen in red several fantasy and sci-fi novels movies where you see us in these spaces and we're seeing them more now especially by uh female black female writers Mm -hmm. and we're seeing us more now shout out to uh akila cooper writer of megan because you didn't see any of us messing with a four-foot doll no, <laughs> not the fuck at all. That 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 was a movie that was written. That was a movie that was written for black people to black people to sit there and go. Someone gets us. <laughs> that doll ain't did nothing. Else. We be fine. <laughs> gone, gone down, gone down the street, little girl. <laughs> yeah. That was that. That was that whole thing. Going on, Megan. Gone, gone. <laughs> we, we we ain't got nothing to do with that. What's going on still, Will? Like, we ain't got nothing to do with that little girl. Leave that out Somebody go yeah. get her out of here before she caused some trouble. Go ahead. Yeah, go on it. now, girl. Have you seen Megan? You should keep up Ooh. with your own children. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you didn't see us coming out when that woman was out there looking for that dog. We, nope. we there. <laughs> they done told her about that dog. I'm talking. <laughs> so what is next? For you on the sci-fi and fantasy side, what I is next? I, that, I know that world you're building. Oh, that's I'm that's gonna forward. take a while. I gotta I gotta get it right. I have to get it right. <laughs> you said that was you do like do quick. like you know what do like Misha Barton. Go on Twitter <laughs> and just mm-hmm. drop little little teases. Yeah, because you you, know. you said that was you said that was Jr. You said that was Tolkien style. That I was just, like oh I, I, have, to, I have to hear that. I just want the anthem. That's there's all I anthems want. for all the different worlds. There's also there's also culinary traditions in all the different areas. I want it. I'm going to pull on uh, George R. R. Martin. I you are it. not. You are not making my case to leave you alone. I, well, you know, honestly, I my plan was this was my plan because people don't like to invest in authors anymore unless they already prove they have an audience. So I was starting from the ground up. I was like, let me sell some short stories so I can prove I can sell those. Then I'm going to sell some novellas so I can prove that I sell those. So then when this series is almost ready, I already have people buying my things and I can make a case that I'm someone to invest in. So I'm on step two. I'm on the novellas now. Okay. I'm just trying to make sure you got juice. You, you yeah, try to make sure you got juice working. for your folks. I'm working. We'll, we'll make sure you got the juice. <laughs> I have stuff coming out in the Deadlands. I think on 
in April. I have something coming out in May, like that I've already sold. They're just being scheduled. Cool. But I'm working on the novellas now. But um, the the novellas are all of they're about you know African diaspora um, mm-hmm. stories. So you know, but with the music, with the music, the magic dialed up a little bit. So. Hmm. Um, you know about the drowned towns, the drowned black yes. towns that we have out here. So yes. what if a drowned town yes. didn't drown? What was protecting it? And, and what do we owe it? Like that stuff like that is what I'm working on because I, I, there's I love- so much magic. There's so much lore in black American storyline, but we keep looking for Africa or we keep looking for, you know, the like this here, the warriors on, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But mm-hmm. there was a whole lot of, there's so much lore with how we got from drug off the ships to here. And I really want to make that our our fantasy. Like, like how the Celtics have their kinds of fairies and whatever. Mm-hmm. I want us to explore our own magical folklore traditions. So like that is what that. I'm working on. I'm starting that, with two that. novellas and then I'm jumping into that series. I that love is Queen Jasmine <laughs> speaks the words. Spoken yeah. like a true queen. Yeah. Queen Jasmine says you're brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. And she says mm-hmm. community dollars mean so much. Please buy. This is also true because if you are on this show or have watched this show, that is what we push. Pass, you know, pass the collection plate. Past the classical, we, we don't need the Mercedes or the gold chains, we're mm-hmm. not that type of church. Uh, <laughs> but we do like to see our POC creatives pushed out there in the front, in the front, in the forefront, and seen and just seen because the works that not just yourselves but that others we've had on put out. Let's just say this we have yet to be disappointed, right. <laughs> that we have yet to be disappointed. We've loved everything that's come across our laps. It and looks it, like going home. But yeah. if that if that is the, but if that's the process you're going with, I cannot wait for the uncomfortable conversations to occur. Because I will be I'll be sitting there, I will be sitting there just waiting on Monday morning when the meetings come up. So who watched it? See, you know, <laughs> Black Black Spartan will be the one that's sitting in the room with Roland Martin, and, and they just both looking at each other like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we all sitting in the room together doing like this. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would never feel so empowered to sit there and start just to start it just to see the reactions, but at the same time, and Jane not- Elliott will be the one that will be allowed to come into the party. <laughs> <laughs> But but I get it though. I mean, it, that's why I say it's 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 so brilliant how you're doing it because you are. I mean, for one, you are a hundred percent right. We do need to have our our folklore, our legends, our we need to have that and claim it as our own. But I love the fact you are instituting what I like to call a little bit of realism because you mentioned the drown towns, and I'm like. That is that is so brilliant on how you're introducing that. At the same time, you're giving a what if scenario. Mm-hmm. What if the what if that drowned town didn't drown? Aaron, Already you can work with that. Just from that alone, mm-hmm. and I'm saying this, mm-hmm. Kira, you might be backing me up on this one. Probably. 
She's giving me Misha Barton vibes. No, boo, I've been there like a half. What time Misha, is it? I'm sorry, I was Misha there Green. an hour yeah, Green. ago. I'm sorry. No, Misha Green. <laughs> I, was like, I know who you mean. Because you're the boss. I'm going to let you say it that way. Yeah, Misha but, yeah, Green. No, She's giving me Misha Green. Misha Green. Yes. Misha Green. <laughs> like, and Misha Barton's a white woman. On yeah, Misha Green. Yeah. She's giving me Green. Because those, like, when she's, the plans she had for Lovecraft Country season two and beyond are just that. Like, would just you know, it was these what if scenarios, mm-hmm. you know that there there it's a multiverse. We're in the age of the multiverse anyway, so it was it was just that. And to get these type of stories, where you're saying, not only are we on top, <laughs> we're thriving, we're thriving. So now now what happens? What happens with within that? You know what's going on with that? And oh god. That, here she go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Especially in a non-drawn time. Yes, that is chilling. That's chilling. I, that, I want to know that story of mm-hmm. what if. Like those are t- those tend to be the best type of stories, though. Mm-hmm. Like, what if this didn't happen? What if Malcolm wasn't framed? What if Ooh. you know Martin wasn't shot or is a fire shot? You know, what what if? What what goes down after that? Mm-hmm. You know. They making real hard stories for white folks. Just, oh, what, the, what, what if what if Nat Turner? Ooh, <laughs> I was gonna go made it past worse. twenty four hours. I just want to know. I was gonna go worse. What if the Harlem Hellfighters won the war on their own? What if somebody knew about the plans for Black Wall Street? Yes. Ooh. What is salt? The Tuskegee uh, experiments. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what if it was that same juice they put in Captain America? (laughs) (laughs) We need to know. Those are stories we we need to know. You know. My heart knows what it is. Like, what if we got these type of stories Mm -hmm. where it just shows up? You know, I think of that. I think of the skit that Key and Peele made where. It was a zombie apocalypse. Yet the, the zombies weren't they, they were racist <laughs> zombies. You know, it was just like, yo, zombies wait a minute. And then they closing find the, out closing the locking the car door when they pass. Yeah. Yeah. Never forgot that moment. You know, and then they come around and like, we having a whole back of yard barbecue. Come on, they ain't messing with us, they you know. So, <laughs> zombies ain't the best. <laughs> zombies, ain't, zombies don't care about us. No, they're, oh, calling, they're calling the cops when the gets too loud. You telling the geek? You telling yeah. the geek bar? <laughs> the Tulsa happened to ooh. Mm-hmm. Then they would know. You know, those mm-hmm. are the type of questions. Those are the type of scenarios that you know that does make you question a lot of stuff. And you and it it does get the conversation going, and it does make for great content on so many levels. Because see, mm-hmm. now you're saying. Well, things could have went differently. Well, how and why and what would be the result? Mm-hmm. There it is, you know. And I think that not only does that give you a different scenario, that opens up the the floor to say for the other side or whomever it was, they say, you know what? I never looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. Now you're putting that fear in my lap, and now I have to confront that fear. Now I'm starting to see. You may not be able to experience that, but now you're starting to at least see what it is we've been talking about. Like the fear that we speak about is not a flagrant fear. It's not false. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's there. Like that 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 whole analogy of when you see a black person run, we don't ask questions. The, we move. The, the African American emergency exit system. <laughs> when you see us run, you, when you see one run, there's no run. questions. <laughs> they did that on the show. On, they did that on the show Harlem. They did that on the show Harlem. Sister mm-hmm. was on two percent of her phone. She had two. She just started running. Mm-hmm. Every black person that she ran by, they just seen her sister running. Mm-hmm. She's just going to charge the phone. They didn't ask questions. They just got. They took off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I was having a conversation with um, a group about the difficulties in um, putting, because, you know, when they say fiction has to make sense, real life can be completely insane, but fiction has to make sense. So when Mm -hmm. you're sending things out to editors, if your editors aren't editors of color, there's things that won't ring true for them Mm -hmm. that ring Uh true for you. So I was explaining about, you know, how you have your your, um, D&D, your tavern scene where everybody's Mm -hmm. kind of seeing something happens or whatever. If -hmm. you have two characters, right, when somebody walks in and two characters look at each other, (laughs) what that says to a Black person is completely different than what it says to anybody else because there was a long time when we had to get very precise very urgent information to each other mm-hmm. without knowing each other without really speaking the same language without speaking out loud or nobody else noticing we got real good at that so we can have whole yeah, we, we got so good at that that conversation we got so good at it that in an episode of house of the dragon when that valerian seen all those targaryens getting drunk and the first thing he said was, i'm not sitting down having a drink with y'all <laughs> y'all crazy and that, that but, I mean, <laughs> but how do you explain that to people who don't have that instinct so now they're like well how, are, how these are two strangers how do they know to get up and move at the same time that doesn't make sense you need to give us some backstory no i don't no, no they I mean, knew. <laughs> trust me they knew but the, but the funny part is as you explain it how many times we've we seen that in movies like we like think about your movies in the 90s where my per my personal favorite devil in a blue dress where you had denzel <laughs> washington's character and his co-star right beside him White dude walks in the bar, a bar full of black folks. Time every black folk, every black person gone. What you you know him? The, 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 Who called him in here? Was that your that was that's <laughs> not a the, word spoken, but that word that's spoken. But they all they all except for except for Denzel's character, all of them got up, all of them walked out. Yep. And what and the white guy was like. Geez, all I, I wanted all these all I wanted was a drink and a talk with you, and he's like. You don't get it. And for <laughs> the longest time, it's like we we as black people was like, oh, they understood. You don't know. You don't know. Uh, you don't know the cracker that just came in here. No, <laughs> we just sure all out. This this white man came into a the blackest a the blackest blackest of blackest parts of town in mm-hmm. the blackest bar in town. Mm-hmm. That boy, yeah, no, you trouble, my guy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that boy here for trouble. But, he but, here for but, but like you said, Aaron, it's it's the fact that it's amazing that you know. I know it's frustrating as a writer that you have to say this to others that aren't us, but it's been portrayed in cinema, in song, in television. It's almost like, how do you not get it by now if you if you're still questioning it? And that and that's where I think that's where you're getting to as far as the 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 struggle as far as to get that message over their heads, I guess, in a way of saying that, because for us, we get it 
for others that aren't us or have never been in that situation as us, it's almost like there's this giant divide. Like, I, I, I don't get it. I need it, more details. No, you don't. It's, <laughs> What's that sound? You, Nothing you need to know about. Let's go. Right. <laughs> but you can't say that to an editor who you're trying to sell your story to. That it is has true. to make sense to them. So then you've got to walk this line between writing the real experience and writing something that that group understands because that group mm -hmm. owns publishing right now that's true there's a Ooh. there's a there was will, a conversation will, will wants to say something wait no I had a question. like did you ever have to like like on the note of what we're talking about like did you ever have to send out like an addendum with a short story it's like okay so this is what a hot calm is this is stop it this is what this means I would, don't you dare <laughs> don't you dare not exactly but i did have to explain why a character was a villain because the character was taking some artifacts from some people Oh wow! But the villain was saying it didn't say they were a villain, but they were taking some artifacts from some people that they mm -hmm. didn't know from a town they didn't know. But they were doing it to put in the library to help, you know, whatever, and to educate people. And so I really had to sell like, you know, they go, okay, but that's just helping, right? That's just learning about other cultures. Like, yeah, but you're also robbing a church of this group <laughs> that you don't know. See, so that's man. kind of bad for the people it's happening to, and we have to consider them too. I I, I didn't sell so, it. So in a way, uh, you could, so in a way, it's almost like you are battling stereotypes. Like if you gave us like if, if you gave a stereotypical situation that they're used to, it'll be it'll be accepted faster than a unique situation that's not a stereotype. Or you have to really play up the villain. Like okay. you have to give them a mustache to twirl and like a white cat to stroke, or they won't mm. recognize that this is a like, bad. Person. Shut up, Will. Like I give you like I, no I, no not that not because I, I I have a mustache and. I'm not saying I, I'm well, you're not yellow. twirling it, so you're still good. <laughs> no, no, not that, when I'm on the show, I but when I'm thinking, that's a different story. Like, <laughs> I'd leave that alone because there's a, there's a reason why he said that. And I'm, I'm, he's, he's sticking with he's sticking with that on his own, but no, the reason, the reason why I bring that up is because to me, like the quintessential example of that, um, American Gods, when Orlando Jones wrote the Mr. Anansi, um. Any of his speeches, which I am surprised they got past people because every one of his speeches he did was was number one, very well done, very profound, and it struck a chord. That being said, that's why I ask you, like, it, for to to take that kind of challenge on to get something across, that's where in his case, he almost had to be he almost had to be villainous. But really, Anansi, as far as as far as the actual deity himself, is not really villainous. But they had to make it come across that way just for him to get that far along. So that's the reason why I was kept on. That's the reason I was asking you, like, as far as what you're dealing with, which, again, you said that you have to, it has to be something that stands out about, say, character in order for them to accept it. Which, again, that's where the uphill battle comes into place. Not to not to pun on the idea of black and white, but I think um, a lot of 
indigenous um, mythologies, a lot of African mythology specifically, they don't have villain characters and mm -hmm. good characters. They have characters right. with strong personalities who do a bad thing in this story and do a good thing in this one. Right. Kind of the, the Loki idea. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Anansi was starting trouble all over the damn place, but he wasn't mm -hmm. a bad person. He just did that bad thing in that bad time. Mm -hmm. And so we don't need him to be a villain, you know, to both accept him into our community, but also keep an eye on him because we already know he's shifty as hell. Like we can have mm -hmm. that dichotomy and be cool with that. That's yeah. not a Western idea. Western yeah, idea that's, that's is a typical cousin at the barbecue. Angel. Mm -hmm. Like we love we love that cousin, but you know he come to the barbecue, keep him from upstairs because something the, might come up missing. <laughs> he likes to go to jail for some reason. I mean, he good when he comes home, but he certainly do like to go to jail. You got to watch him. <laughs> not not allowed to bring any of his friends. Over. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Like, but he'll he'll back you in a fight. However, yeah. uh, <laughs> not 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 give him his own plate and cup and the lemon in the house. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, don't, don't don't get up. Oh, they serving me and they're like, no, that's not what you think it is. <laughs> that's not what, that's not what it is. Uh, <laughs> the Jasmine yeah, I, said fairy neutrality. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. There's, you know, and we we don't um we don't need you to be the bad guy. We don't other mm -hmm. our bad people. We don't mm -hmm. say we can see them immediately. It's we, it's or not, just it's, put it's them we, in it's, that it's, slot. We're watching we what they do. Yeah, it's how we identified with Killmonger. We that conversation still holds. Was he really a bad guy? He just need a he 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 just need a he need to be heard. That's all. You know, you that's another what if story. That's another what if story. What if what if T'Challa actually acknowledged him in in the it's like you know, tell ask me what my name is. All right, what's your name, fool? <laughs> Go from there. But I didn't I know think, my father did that. I'm sorry. You know, do you want to come home? Like, like let's know, figure this out. You you here that, now? Let's 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 talk some stuff out. <laughs> that movie was a conversation. There was yeah. not a one good guy, one bad guy, one happy ending. The end. Yeah. That there but, was just a un, uh, unfortunate circumstances, and then things had to be done, and then we're going to try and move and build from there. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a black idea. That's that. That's how mm -hmm. we tell our stories, mm -hmm. because you uh, know. We have to do what we have to do sometimes, and so we yeah, don't. But it, it, it did. It did hit on the fact of just holding holding secrets in the family, though. That's always like that's what kind of that's what kind of resonated with me in that one. It's like you held you held a secret for that long, and your father held it. And it's like that that was my secret shame. So so now I gotta pay for it. <laughs> you couldn't sit there and bring the boy home, so now I gotta deal with him. <laughs> like, who else knew about this? You know, this, it, it becomes is, those kind of those uncomfortable conversations that. Mm -hmm. are generally had in the black community mm -hmm. but a movie like that that was why that conversation was brought up he's not considered the bad guy he may have had certain methods that we didn't agree with but his purpose and his cause was very just like yeah. he, he would he when you found out the truth of things you're just like can you blame him no he was a lost one <laughs> you, you, you can... if, if you start a fire, you can't blame wh what and who it burns. What's, you, start, what's, what's you, you started the, the, the problem, but now you're going to complain about where it spread to? Yeah. I was going to say, what's that African proverb? What? The child that's ignored by the village will burn down to fill its warm? Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what he did. Oh, he was. Literally. Literally, right. Literally. And, they, and then came back and then came back and told and then came back and told literally told Sherry, I told you so. 
Like, was I wrong, little cousin? (laughs) Am I I the only one, though, that thinks that the only thing that he did wrong that really, really made us mad was disrespect Angela? That that, That was not cool. I was like, you know what? You need to sit down about that one. Yeah. (laughs) That that, That, that was was unnecessary. I I need Wakanda forever, Queen. I need Wakanda forever, uh, Angela Bassett, to show up when he says something. Just, yeah. Or like, that was that was the conversation that needed to be had in the first one. No, sit down. <laughs> but no, like but, I don't know who you are, but we're yeah. gonna find out and we're gonna talk this out. That was <laughs> that was the one thing I wish was, was different. The original Black Panther was just like right then and there, just sort him out versus you know, remove remove him from our sight. No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm like you're, exil- you're exiling him again. He, this is why he did this in the first place. You're exiling him again. You're separating from it's, his purpose, his truth. You're basically, you're basically doing the same cycle all over again. It's like yeah. you don't know him. You're throwing him out to the world again. And in his eyes, it's no different than you know him experiencing that trauma all over again. Then, therefore, validating what he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Auntie Jennifer would not have it. That, so, with Geek by Heart, there was a previous not previous, but a couple episodes back where we had came up with there should be other elders from Wakanda, and the elders were besides Angel Bassett. The other elders was Cheryl Lee Ralph and Jennifer. Jennifer? Mother of Lewis, Lewis, Jennifer, Jennifer Lewis. Yes. Oh, Auntie Jennifer. Yes. And so those were the elders from the other border tribes, from the other tribes. And it was just like mm, this whole we had a whole scenario where <laughs> living the it was the all three of them. And like let's just say Queen Ramonda was still alive and Sherry is kept coming into her own, and then she's not really sure, but then she ends up going mm-hmm. into the afterlife after mm-hmm. she takes the herb. And while she's trying to figure out who she is, you have the three elders walking around her telling her about herself mm-hmm. saying this is who you should be or you need to be comfortable you need to be confident you need to be this you need be, and i'm like you get hit from three sides like that yeah, that, <laughs> that is, you know old destruction you know, you know or 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 if you had killmonger or you had killmonger walk into the throne room and the three of them cleared the rest of the room out and said no we gonna talk <laughs> <laughs> we gonna undoing talk. the belt yeah. I'm doing a bell. <laughs> that was a Laura was told to leave. The tribe was told to leave. everyone was told to leave. You gonna sit down? You gonna listen to this? <laughs> now you know who we missed. You know who we need to add to the auntie rotation. Who's that? Uh, uh, Claire Huxtable. Oh, remember when she, when when Alvin was talking about? I didn't know you, sir. Oh, the sound assassin. I don't care what you think you're doing here, sir. I know you yeah. need to take your behind right back home and come back in here with some sense. That is she's that, there. That, that is the, that, that's up. Ramonda's sister. Yeah. Claire <laughs> Huxley. Claire Huxley was a assassin. He came on the screen and I started behaving at whatever I was doing when I was a kid. I was like, yeah. I just I don't want her to yell so, at me. Big fun in Baltimore still rings true. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, actually, you know what? Hang on, hang on, Chris. Who got, uh, hang on for everybody. Who got it worse? Because there was a time she got on Denise, and there was a time she got on um, um Theo? Theo. Yeah. So who got who was the one that caught it worse? Oh no, Denise lost her goddamn mind. <laughs> Denise lost not not Denise. Um um because I forgot, oh, I forgot uh, 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 Vanessa. Vanessa, yeah. Vanessa, yeah. 
Now, Vanessa, she just got insulted. But Denise, though, I mean, I'm, I'm grown. I have my money. I can do what I want. Here's Claire. Oh, oh, you sweet summer child. Let me tell you, me tell you what Kira you can do with <laughs> Claire, I'm sorry. Claire, if Claire was a part of the Living Tribunal, that woman could literally slice, could literally have you bleeding in six different places, smile at you, and then and then you're sitting there asking for more. That's you would never forget to take the chicken out of the freezer before she got <laughs> Ever in your life. Ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> that right there. lined up you would have the pan preheated. oh dear god if claire if claire talked to if claire did talk to killmonger look at you <laughs> you just decided you wanted to be king wakanda you wanted to kill all wakanda <laughs> you decided that you wanted to come and just take over she's Let she's the she's the, she's the elder of the elders she, like she walks in <laughs> she's walking in as the three are talking and she's walking you just see her from the feet up and they mm-hmm. pan up and you're like, oh damn! Right, just a big fun. <laughs> you wanted to have big fun in Wakanda, didn't you? That'd be the one time you see Mbaku just back up, like, nope, <laughs> nope. You know what? I, I think someone's calling me over in the mountains. Let me go. Check right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll check I that real quick. I will leave. I will leave. <laughs> I'm still ooh, saying ooh, that. That would be the one time Mbaku would be calling me home. That'd be the one time Mbaku and Okoye be like, "Look, we can just we can go get food while this is going down." They're gonna be a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So before we get out of here, Aaron, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me at ebrownrights.com. Um, and that's just got a list of all of the links. Some of the stuff is free. You can just click on it and just read it right away. Some of the things you have to buy, like for Fire Magazine, um, which is my uh, Brief and Hideous Scrawl, and that's a Black-owned magazine. I know you guys know about Fire, so definitely invest and, and, and support them. Support, support, and support. I'm, I'm working on another site that's just nothing but helping people come up with prompts. Ooh. Um, that's based in the house that I came up with in, uh, in Black Fay Day, the house Witch Walker, which is just all about content creation. So that's going to be done by the end of the month. Um, but yeah, those are the two places. Uh, Aaron Brown is a legendary Faby in every form of the word. Um, oh, she, would be, she would be what Sam was to Jon Snow, just watching over knows just knows everything <laughs> she knows it so do you know why this is happening you know the man the man that kept the, the man that kept the night's watch together yes <laughs> house yep. witch walker yes house witch walker that's us that's us fun fun lore black rpg style prompt uh creation so cool. don't that's it was so fast <laughs> <laughs> the keeper of the tones yes <laughs> Yes, she's the keeper of the tomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the name of the episode now. Keeper of the tomes. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Oh my god! So first off, I have to give you this because just the the content. This is how you know she's an author. She used mm-hmm. the word "rich," mm-hmm. and she's describing her wordplay. And I'm like, that's that's a writer. That's that's what a that's a writer. She used the word "rich." You know when I use the word rich when I'm talking about cake. That's the only time. 
Now I want pancakes. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only time I use the word rich. <laughs> I was like, just saying. Um, it's decadent. Decadent. <laughs> she, decadent. She says decadent. I'm like, this is rich. She's like, it's decadent. I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Satisfying. <laughs> oh, but Aaron Brown, thank you. Give me that. Thank you for <laughs> Calm down. Um, trying to talk. (laughs) Yes, rich in wisdom, heart, passion, all of that. Because I sense it as you speak, you know, and it's coming off the lips of our queen, Jasmine. Of may she reign. Uh May she reign. May the queen reign. Um, a thousand years. A thousand years. This is the queen we recognize as Queen Jasmine. <laughs> this is the queen we recognize. There's 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 certain queens. There's Angela, Cheryl, Jennifer, Claire, mm-hmm. Jasmine. <laughs> it's a good list to be on. It's a good look. Damn good list to be on. You cannot if you're on one of the bad lists, you're on all of them. So you you just stay on that list. <laughs> That's the t-shirt right there. That's the t-shirt, right? <laughs> That's the t-shirt. Oh, that is a t-shirt. It is. Ooh. That's a t-shirt. I, I see. I see marketing. <laughs> but yes, it was. It was definitely great talking to you. Uh, finally, getting to talk to you in person esque. Because uh, <laughs> we talk online all the time when we're we're all we're like in the same groups. So, uh, it was great having you on. I love. I love what I've read. From the skyscraper st- story that was, <sighs> I need, I need, I need, I need live action stuff. I need, I need this. <laughs> I need it all. I need it all, and I don't need to be. I don't need to be robbed of it. HBO Max. I don't need to be robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Mandalore knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do not yeah. need to be robbed. Yeah. But thank you, Aaron, for coming on, man. Uh, the door is always open whenever you got a new project or you just want to come in and chat it up with us. Let me know. Just drop me a line. So thank you. Thank you. Right. Lady Mandalore, oh. tell them where they can find you. Well, when I'm not in my palatial estate, as you can see behind me here. Well, I try to figure out where I can get one of those goblins in, and stuff. In the, in, the summer, in the summer estate while you're at it. My, my, my chalet, if you will. <laughs> The chalet. <laughs> got all the big words tonight what is going on i like them they make my hair grow um, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> i do like them they're two letter words and my best friends um <laughs> oh where can you okay cool right so i am actually having a giveaway this coming saturday in my room full of blurs if you will um this Saturday at 9 p.m., I will be giving away an Ozzy the Virus poster. They are lovely. I can't show it right now because I have this green screen up. But yeah. if you go to my it's Instagram, a good yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really good. It's a great poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free poster. Um, you can go to my Instagram, which is also room full of blurs, and I have my post up about that. But in the meantime, you can find me on Fanbase at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every Saturday, we kiki and talk about pop culture stuff, and we have uh, 
We do Kiki. We do Kiki. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of Kiki going on with me. Well, me me and the girls of the room, we Kiki while the guys, you know, bring us kind of bring us back together a little bit. And then we go off on another tangent. Um, But you can also find me on Twitter as Roomful of Blurds without the two O's. This is very convoluted. I got to figure all this stuff out. I apologize in advance. This is a little bit more detailed than I usually go into, but whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, that's, that's, oh, I have my Child of Mandalore podcast also. You can find on Spotify. Um, It details the history of Mandalore uh, through Star Wars canon, not legend, Mm -hmm. to be specific. There you go. It's good. It's a fun time. It's always a fun time. It's always a fun time. So we got the cinematic assassin in the building. Yes, it is. He's got, he's got his he's got his cap today because last week he he felt yeah, he, he felt he felt kind of miss he felt kind of lacking a little bit. Like, yeah, I just feel like the top of my head is not meant for human consumption. Um, Pause. <laughs> Wait, that that is that is a. That is, a, that is a pause. Oh the, well. Batteries out. Shout out to off. Ross Ass for that one because I know oh, he's probably still watching. He's like, well. "Yo, my God, I know pause. I know pause. Well, it's a Philly it's thing. Pause. I know. I got it. I got it." Pause, son. <laughs> Y'all are immature, and Jesus can see you. The Lord knows. I, I, I know. I, you know. I, I know Jesus is watching. You know. I'm going to hell. It's he's he's down watching. There. He's always hey. watching. <laughs> Daddy Kang. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Jesus was beating that man like he was Judas. <laughs> That's a good one. Peter and Paul. I tell you to keep my name out my, your mouth. <laughs> My my lord, my lord. Oh, oh my goodness. Sorry, sorry, baby Jesus. I'm gonna do uh, seven Hail Marys. All right. <laughs> baby um, Jesus. In the powder blue suit, baby Jesus. I continue my uh, social hiatus, but when I'm back, you can find me at Mayhem Media. That's M-A-Y-E-H-E-M Media. Um, you know, movie reviews, TV reviews. Lots of jokes and laughter. That's what you can find when you follow me. Don't matter what site you're on. And as I always continue to stress, mental health matters. So take that PTO. And if no one has told you today, I know you're doing your best. So keep going and spread a little love along the way. There you go. Prepare Black Spartan. That, that PTO. Prepare the others. Prepare the others. That's exactly what that means. Prepare the others. I don't care what, but we need you. Prepare the others. <laughs> but yes, uh, I am Will, also known as Black Spartan. Um, how do I start this? Because usually I'm usually laughing, or Kira or Will has messed me up, so this is different. I took right. it out of rotation a little bit. Just, they, a, little, just is, a little bit. Lord Strife. You got to keep you on edge, man. You got to keep you on edge. You all right. Usually, usually y'all trip me up or say something that has me laughing, but that's cool. But anyway, uh, Black Fox 447 is where you can find me on all socials. I usually post everything that I watch, that I play, that I read. Uh, gym stuff because I'm still trying to get in somewhat of a shape. Um, 
aside from that, I do have a couple of podcasts of my own. I do have my political podcast called How the Frack We Got Here every Wednesday, every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. I also have a video game podcast with my co-host Joe Canelo called Gibbet Podcast, also every Friday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. I am also one of the uh, one of the writers for the Bird's Eye View website for wrestling. Um, why? Because wrestling is real and people are fake. Um, as we just came off of Elimination Chamber and a little bit of a heartbreak because the person we wanted to win didn't win, but, you know, it happens. Um, aside from that, uh, crap, what else do I got? A baby. <laughs> the baby ain't coming. See, look, no, we, you know what? That's that's an off-service topic because the baby don't want to stay in, even though he's supposed to be due here, and he's supposed to be due here in May, but he might be an April baby. But oh, um, wow. that's, a, that's a Aries for you. Yeah, he's he uh, he's active. But anyway, <laughs> um, aside from that, like I said before, the only rule I have, like I said, I'm a very social person. If you reach out to me on social media, I usually will talk with you, have debates. The only rule I have is uh, don't be a dick. Aside from that, the last thing I'll say is, look, there is simply no competition out there. We are all running different lanes. We are all going to run to our goals at different times. That being said, the only person stopping you is you, but I will always root for you. I'll be your biggest cheerleader. I will always support you. Why? Because we all need a leg up, not a hand down, and especially not a middle finger. So aside from that, don't be a dick. Yes. Hmm. That all day. Hmm. Uh, we got we got Queen Jasmine and Lord Strife in the building. Team, team Tours, baby. <laughs> My sign off was weak compared to all that. I was like, here's my website. Thanks. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I should have something deep to say or something. Oh, my God. Uh, so... Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's your man on the wall, Chris Fury. If you are watching the show or if it's your first time watching the show, you know the drill. Go to IG. You'll find us there, Blurred's Eye View, and find there in the bio the link to our link tree. Also, you can find us on the Facebook page, Blurred's Eye View Podcast, all capitals. You can also listen to us on opulenceradio.com. Just download the app completely free. And you can listen to old episodes all day long. Or you can always check us out on Twitch, Blurred's Eye View 1. Or better yet, if you want to watch the insanity, go to the YouTube page, Blurred's Eye View, and see all the craziness that we are showing, like Black Jesus. You know what I mean? Black Jesus. Black Jesus. Uh, I want to thank our my guest, our guest, Aaron Brown. Awesome. Awesome. Go check your stuff out. E. Brown writes. Go to the website. Get this stuff. I'm not paying these other folks in the, in the stadium here to clap or anything like that. Because they ain't got that kind of time right now. <laughs> Old money. Uh, speaking of which, uh, shout out to our new affiliate, a Taco Noir. If you don't have your blind box right now, get it ordered. The deadline is on the 27th. But guess what? We are an affiliate of a, ta of a Taco Noir. So if you go to atacoNoir.com, you get a discount code, Blurred's Eye View. As you check out, you get a discount on whatever your purchase is. Uh, shout out to them, the Blurred Blind Box. Uh, was that Lewis is on our February manner? Uh, first one out the gate was Navy Montel in January. I didn't even see who was looking up for March, so I know Queen Jasmine's in that in that mm -hmm. calendar as well. So go check us out. Uh, yes, that's right. Get a blind box, get your blind box. You will not disappoint it. You will not be disappointed. I wasn't because they have some awesome <laughs> stuff. They really do. So check out Attack Noir. Uh, Blur's Eye View is going to be the code. Uh, thank you to the guest, Aaron Brown. Thank you to the team, Black Spartan, Cinematic Assassin, and Lady Mandalore. 
uh, as we do with every sign off, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, once again, remember to educate yourself and others, entertain yourself and others, and most of all, encourage yourself and others. Tune in every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, and every Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And until then, I'm your man, Chris Fury, with the team. We are out of here. Bye. Bye.